When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers. So, we're still making our way to Talonis and then to Grim's, Grim's Wick, hopefully, so we can meet up with Wunduril and Nilith and they can hopefully have some clue about what we're supposed to do other than just keep running into these shadowy. These shadowy mask of shamans eventually get us, because we're, we're not making any progress in actually fighting off these people. And I don't, I think, I don't even think they've lost a single minion permanently. Yes, it's, uh, it's a, it's, it seems dire, because we don't even know where the bad people are. And we don't know how deep how deep their conspiracy goes. We don't even know if our allies are our allies anymore. Yes, it, it, it's bad. It's Things are going bad. So anyway, the road to Talonus shaking pursuit the next one. Thankfully, and quite surprisingly, the remainder of your journey to Tannis passes without incident. In Jula South, Colomir has his four horses reshod, and the first time in a long while, you are not plagued by the nagging nagging fear that you are being dodged at, dogged at every step. I guess all the shadow minions we previously beat are going back to wherever they've gone to, to west up for a bit, before they go out again. I'm not really sure how many Master Salems he had, because they're not, because they're not you know, dying, they're just turning to shadows and running away. There could be only about 12 of them in the entire army. By just fighting them over and over and over again. <laughs> maybe maybe that's it. Maybe their army isn't that large. Or maybe they're just covering a lot. They're covering dozens of roots. So Yeah, I mean means when you're covering a lot of areas, even if you have a massive army, some areas are just going to not have that many men, or any men. Could be either of them. I mean, we're not sure how fast shadow communication is. Maybe it takes hours for the intelligence to go from shadow to shadow, especially if people, you know, Walking around, waving torches and things around them, having all the shadows move about. From Duracell. From Duracell, the west of your trek, takes you through an area of wooded hills, moving you in and out of the many towns and villages that speckle the landscapes of the south of Tyson's grand capital city. Early one morning, four days after setting out from Dura South, the fluttering banners that adorn the opposing battlements of Talonis' outer wall loom into view, peering through a veil of mist that conceals much of the city. There now, says Conrad, his voice tings with pride. Safe and sound we are on the doorstep of our king's fair king's home. Dare I never doubted it. This would make for quite a tale in your annuals of adventures, I'd wager. 
You stay with Colomir as he proceeds through the main gates and along the city city's primary avenue, heading for some vague destination in the western sector of the capital. I don't mean to alarm you, remarks as you pass beneath a broad stone arch, but I think we're being followed. Have a look back. You look back over your shoulder and immediately spot two bearded men on horseback, riding abreast, only twenty yards behind the wagon. Each man is garbed in a grey tunic and wears a short sword. As you continue to scrutinise the two men, they suddenly veer off in opposite directions and are soon, soon lost in the teeming crowd. They got on towards us the gates, says Conmere, but I wanted to be sure. Could just be regular roughs or my own wild imaginings. Don't mean to make a fuss out of nothing. You just call Conmere that his vigilance and suspicions are justified. And although you don't relate to him, you're certain the two two men were anything but regular roughs. The streets you're following slowly winds and suddenly spills into a wide quadrangle. The wagon rolls across the crowded square, and Colomir draws it to a stop outside a wet roof building and hops down. He tells you that he must go in and tells his paymaster that he's arrived with his cargo find out where he needs to deliver it to. It'll be just a moment with my business, he calls, as he disappears into the building. While you wait, you thoroughly scan the crowded square for any sign of the bearded men, but find nothing to indicate that they have entered the quadrangle. As your eyes pass across the north side of the square, however, they lock onto a tall, grey stone building. The centre window, at the top of the structure, you spot two faces that seem to be staring directly at you. Your heart skips a beat when you suddenly realise they are the bearded faces of the man only minutes ago following the wagon. How did they get all the way up there? <laughs> I guess they've got magic. Colomir steps back out of the Wed Roof building, momentarily distracting you from the study. When you turn to look at the men who are intently watching you, they are no longer there. You glance at every window adorning the face of the greystone building and find no further sign of them. You make no further mention of it to Cormier. Not wishing to place Cormier any further danger, preferring to trust your own two feet to his stride. So in the event that a swift flight be called for, you offer your sincere thanks to your companion for, for the last few days and bid him farewell. Wish you the best of luck, he says, as you make ready to depart. But I rather think you won't need much luck, though. It's been a pleasure, Zoop. And don't forget the name Colmere, if your ventures are someday scribed. Just a mention, that's all I ask. You again thank him before turning and swiftly making your way out of the quadrangle, heading with great haste for the central part of the city. You move swiftly and haphazardly through the city dodging into buildings and stealing through stables, abruptly changing course and on more than one occasion doubling back, all in an effort to shake off what you believe to be the dogged pursuit of your every step. Twice during your elusive flight, you again catch sight of the two bearded men, the always at a distance, and only for a fleeting moment. However, after darting about the city for the better part of two hours, you are relieved to have seen me either thrown your pursuers off track or cause them to abandon it altogether. All, they're hiding better. I mean, we, we've seen how these people with shadow magic, which presumably any, any, anyone in pursuit of Magorax the dragon will have, can just change what they look like. I mean, at the start we saw, saw those people turn into birds, and then turn from birds back into men. So, I mean, if, if they turned into, say, sparrows, I mean, I wouldn't stand a chance of, 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 of knowing they were there. You now begin to focus on reaching the village of Grimswick. You inquire of, of a city guardsman regarding Grimswick, and he tells you the village is three miles east of the capital. They're found directly off the main road leading in that direction. Securing the knowledge that within an hour of reaching your objective, you step into a clothier and purchase a plain grey hoodie cloak. You emerge from the garment shoulders clop and fitted in the attire you hope will serve to fuller 
further conceal you from any unwanted scrutiny. Aye. Garbled in your grey cloak, with its hood covering your head, you linger in and about the air of the city's main gate, till late afternoon begins to give way to the first hints of an arrival of dusk. Then, amidst the bustle and confusion of the arrival of a large caravan of merchant wagons, you slip out of the city and head east along the road leading from the capital. It's been several hours. Several hours since you last observed any visible pursuit, and you're beginning to think you may have finally shaken any would-be pursuers. Pray that the added cover of the approaching dusk will hope to conceal you as you make your way along the road leading east from Talalus into the wooded hills wherein lies the village of Grimswick. Two miles from the city you encounter the first soul you've seen on this lonely stretch. An old man, seated on a rock at the edge of the road, leans heavily on a carved walking stick and greets you with a friendly wave. His breath seems ragged, and he politely and instinctively asks if he is in need of any assistance. Kiki assures you he is not, and asks how far it is to Alistair. Couple of miles, you say? Well, even this old set of bones can handle that much more, he laughs, rising steadily to his feet and throwing much of his weight upon the support trusted walking stick. Haven't been into the city in more years than I care to recall. Thank you kindly, good sir. You, mi you wish the man luck on what remains of his trek, but he certainly tells you something that garners your complete attention. Strange folk on the road that way, he says, mentioning to the east, which is presumably where he's travelled from. Didn't care for the look of them. I don't suppose a susceptible fellow like yourself would either. Word of warning is all I mean by it. You thank the old man and watch as he slowly departs to the west, and is eventually lost from sight around a bend in the road. Having no reason to doubt what the man has said, and indeed every reason to believe it's true, decide that the most prudent course of action is to leave the road and head into the wooded hills, thus making your way east past Grimswick, under the cover, under what cover the sparse forest can provide. Ooh. But in the forest there are more shadows. Ooh, is that the right option? Mm. But mm, you get more visibility when you're not a shadow outside the forest. Mm, curious, curious. You climb onto the wooded hills to the south of the road and begin the final leg of your journey to, to Grimswick. An overgrown footpath leads you through a hillside orchard that appears to have long ago been abandoned. You reach the far side of the old orchard and are suddenly startled by a loud hiss and a rush of wind from behind. You turn your eyes north and skyward and behold a strange and terrifying sight. Circling in the dusky sky, no more than fifty feet above the tops of the trees, is a massive black dragon, and out again the fearsome creature seems to take on the appearance of deep shadow, and you suddenly realise you are staring at a shadow dragon. Oh no, oh no, I'm not ready to fight these yet. I can, I can, I'll just, just keep, keep with the master assailants and the shadow beasts. I'm not ready to do a shadow dragon yet. I don't have any shadow magic. Without warning, the shadow dragon turns and swoops down upon you, its deadly talons outstretched. Only the swift wind and the beat of its leggery wind held its swift, stealthy approach. Only the wash of wind. Wash of wind. Okay, so I can just try to dodge. I can use archery. Or I can use fortification. I'll give archery a go. It succeeded. 32 experience to archery. You notch and loose an arrow at the shadowy form of the rapidly descending dragon. Your feathered missile slams into the creature's chest, elicting a painful hiss and causing the great beast to pull out of its diving attack. 
The dragon's momentum carries it past you, but it swiftly climbs into the sky, then turns about as it cares to again swoop down upon you. The shadow dragon stretches open its cavernous mouth, and black flames pour out of it. A wild bolt of shadowy fire streaks through the air directly towards you. So I can use fort. I can just try to dodge it, or I can use fortification, or elementalism. If the levels were higher, I could use gating, gating and shadow magic. They all need to be sixty plus. So I'll give um, elementalism a go. Ooh, you just failed. Having failed at your attempted action. You must now try to dodge the black flames. You have no time for anything else. It's dodging time. You attempt to dodge the dragon's shadow fire attack. Alright, pick your number. Bonus of 128. 40 for agility. 19 from luck. And 69 for woodmanship. Picking now. You throw yourself to the ground without a moment to spare. The shadow fire unleashed by the fearsome dragon swoops. Swings. Streaks over you, coming within scant inches of your prone form. When your when the immediate danger is gone, you quickly regain your feet. The dragon hurdles Pat, the spike tips tip of its thick shadowy tail, passing only a few feet above your head. You turn, prepared to face another attack. To your surprise, the mighty beast suddenly breaks into thousands of shadowy slivers. They melt into the gloom now gathering in the early evening sky. As quickly as it appears, the shadow dragon is gone. Shaken by the encounter, but more determined than ever to reach Grimwich, Grimwich and reunite with Halane, hopefully find Nimeth, upon, so, upon whom so much hope seems to nest. You hurry off to the east, moving swiftly through the wooded hills, staying out of sight of the road. Nearly an hour after having left Talonus, a small group of lights break through the darkness ahead, and you promptly make for them. Your eagerness is rewarded, for as you descend a steep stony slope, a small village looms into view. You are certain you have at long last reached Grimswick. A lone wham standing guard on the road leading into the village confirms that this is indeed Grimswick, and he bids you welcome and tells you that the candle glowing is likely to still have hot stew it can serve up, even at this late hour. Oh my. The man answered, and in response to your inquiry, that no one has entered the village along the road for several hours, this, this news comes as a relief, but you remain wary. I'm willing to relax your guard based on the words of this stranger. Plus, there's plenty of ways these people could sneak in without anyone knowing. Well, they could turn into something else. They could just be a shadow and just go... You ask where you might find the bitter stack, and the man gives you a surprise look in return. Well, seen better days for sure. think you'll find more to your liking at the inn. But the stag's where it's always been. Well, more or less. Last place on your left on your way out of town. Straight along along the way you're facing now. Still think you'll want the inn. You thank him and how he passed into the village of Grimswick. You find the bitter stag. Or what remains of it. Precisely the spot the man on guard told you it would be. Dumbfounded, you stand staring in disbelief. The charred and collapsed remains of the small alehouse. All indications are that the fire that evidently consumed it was a recent one, perhaps less than three days ago. Oh no, stunned by the unexpected development, you turn and are about to make your way over to the inn, the other side of the lane, when the shadow lingering remainder of the ruined tavern's wall suddenly slips to the ground at your feet. After the underplaying pool of gloom on your ground before you rises a shadowy likeness of a heavy wooden door. The shadow shadow door whipples as half as barely an inch off the ground, only an arm's length in front of you. You step back from the door and turn to your right, 
but it swiftly moves to again block your path. Again and again you turn and move, but each time the shadowy door appears in front of you. There appears to be no escaping it. Without warning, the door swings open, revealing a black void, and slips swiftly beneath your feet. You drop through the open door and and tumble into the void, plunging head over heels into the dark. That finishes this scenario and earns me 256 general XP. Okay. Now, well, now let's find out where we've ended up. Uh, so you can have portals move. Yes. Yes, that, that opens a whole world of possibilities. I mean, I could just... I could just... If there was a bunch of people charging at me, I could just have a, have a portal just charge through the lot of them. And it has the other side of the portal in Canada. Canada, yeah, just, just just send them to Canada. Okay, maybe not Canada. Depends. Don't, we don't want to send loads of portals to Canada. Uh, maybe... Uh, where, where, where would you send people? Yeah, Pitcairn Islands. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, what's, what's a couple more for people going to make a difference there? Alright, so the next scenario is the Eye of the Storm. You awake. You awake with a start and spring forward onto a spitting, sitting position. The small, windowless room you find yourself in is quite bright. It's lit quite brightly by a lantern perched on the edge of a wooden table next to the lone door. Just beyond the door, you hear at least two distant voices engaged in what sounds like a heated exchange. Cautiously, you rise to your feet and and steal towards the door. You're only taking a few steps, however. It suddenly flies open, and much to relief, Elaine strides into the room. Ah, that's a relief. At least, at least we have a, at least we got what I had at the start. She looks to relieve to see you up and about. It's not the bitter stag, but it's the best that could be done, given the present state of affairs, she says, smiling. We've been waiting for you to wake up, Soup. You're about to speak when two tall, hooded men enter the room behind her lane. One of them steps forward and casts off its hood. You nearly gasp aloud in alarm upon beholding his bearded face. He is, without any doubt, one of the men who pursued you in Talonus. The man notes your surprise and bows quickly and introduces himself as Hakir. I know who you are, Soup, says Hakir. The man you recall from one of Helene's tales of being one of the valiant members of the League of Fives. Yes, it was I who trailed you in Talonus, with my partner here, for you were in considerable danger, but we were under strict orders not to meet up with you. For such obvious confederation would have jeopardised much. Instead, we kept watch from afar, and dealt with more than one devastating but secretive blow to those who, pers- who pursued you with wicked intent. You learn in detail that Hakir and the hooded man standing next to him are spared to you from ambush no less than five times. On no less than five occasions since you arrived in Talonus. It was imperative that you arrived in Grimsley without being followed, said the hooded band standing next to Harkir, and for the most part we succeeded. The shadow dragon you encountered just before the village was most unfortunate, certainly not Wendham. I do not. Dr. Leavell's actually Waxa, but reveals the depth and perilous nature of his agent, of the agent in his employ. Hooded figure steps forward and places his hand on your shoulder. Thought you might have recognised my voice, he says. Perhaps you're just a bit weary yet. The figure standing before you throws back his hood and you find yourself staring at Windle, the grey-haired leader of the Silver Crest, 
a man you've come to know as an ally of a friend initiates a shoulder initiates a shoulder cross Hakyo saw fit to equip me with a beard much like his own smiles window on my desk I could have hardly have recognised myself in it I apologise for any alarm it may have caused you can only say it was a necessary measure glad to be rid of the beard though you'd like to know Windor again places his hand on his shoulder looks you squarely in the eye. I've kept a great many things secret from those I've known these many years, he says in an apologetic tone. Helene has told me that, that, that she has made my past clear to you. Yes, I beg your forgiveness that you did not hear it straight from me, my dear friend. There are to be no more such secrets. I mean, I mean it's kind of awkward. I mean, when exactly... Do you bring up that you're actually uh, a seven hundred year old, 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 old wizard who knows, who knows, who knows a magic that magic that most people don't even know of, and you previously went on a mission to kill all the dragons in the world. Okay, well, quite North Broadlands, but still. And anyway, things went bad, and anyway, I'm pursued by a. By a, 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 a super magical dragon with mind control powers. Yeah, I mean, when do you bring that up? Honestly, I think to bring that up, you probably need beer. <laughs> you are certainly glad to see Wundu again, and quite happy that he has come to know a power and heart. The next small while, you relate to the others the events that brought you from your parting with Helene. The door of the bitter stack in Grimswick. Then whispers carefully to Onassis, and it fills you in on the details of his own recent doings. Where, where I have been, and what I have seen, and what I have learned since the night I last parted company with you, filled with no end of terror, he says, we embroiled in a dark, wicked enterprise that has taken root in the shadows, grown unchecked under the cover of night, which is only now. Only now has begun to take on its true insidious form, yet it may already be too late. The four of you, yourself, Windor, Harclaw, and Elaine, step out of the small room into a larger lamplit chamber where half a dozen cha chairs surround a circular table. Windor sits and motions for the rest of you to follow suit. When everybody is seated, he proceeds to relate to you, which presumably already told the others. You learn that, that when he abruptly left the headquarters the Silver Quest that fate leafing, he was fast on the track of Marfax herself. The dragon was near one that night, he says. The shadow spoke to me more clearly than he ever had in the last hundred years, though every whisper was a warning issued in desperation. Realised that I was in grave danger to those around me. Boraxa was closing in on me and me alone. Wundle told you that Moraxa had at last emerged from the shadows in which he had dwelt to exact revenge on the three surviving members of the League of Five, and by the same breath to protect a plot now drawing near the time of its execution. How was the easiest to find, no doubt, says Wundle? Though I kept my past a secret, I did not live in obscurity. Braxton was out for more than revenge. My demise was oppressing, while my demise was oppressing Marxism, he had darker, more far-reaching plans afoot. I soon, I soon learned that his powers of mind control had grown in their potency, for he nearly succeeded in gaining mastery over me, when I at last came face to face with him in the outskirts of Twithick. Brookshire tells you that while he was making his way out of Trithic, encountered Moraxa, human form, the spot where the woads plunges into the deep forest that borders the river. You learn, surprisingly enough, that at the fir that, that first the encounter was not one of violence, and indeed the shadow dragon seems somewhat considerably, since consideratory in his manner. The shadows never ceased screaming their warnings to me, says Wendell. I soon sat myself waging a battle to gain control of my thoughts. 
as the dragon's potent mind control vying for ownership of my very being. No doubt he wished to attempt to transfix me and bring me into his fold as a powerful but subservient minion, for he was finally forced to engage me. Last, able to escape wounded Tozu, he fled with all possible haste to Talonus, following up on an atheist old clue and guided by the whispers of the shadows. With the hope of somehow finding Mirath in the kingdom's capital, his only line of hope, he says, or together with the master of Sha Together with the Master of Shadow Magic, defeat might be wrought upon the dragon and his schemes. Raxa did not pursue me further, but Prithia and Iskar did. I spent several sleepless nights and long harrowing days evading them over the open country between Twithic and Talonus. Yes, Soup. They are fallen, their minds now firmly in control of Maraxa. He will do with them as he pleases. I very much doubt we'll ever know our dear friends as we have known them. Oh no. Wundle tells you that while while in talentless, the shadows led him to Harkir, and who was already roaming the city in search of Nirith. He too had found himself the target of Morax's and Mears, barely able to escape from them with his life more than one occasion. Harkor led Windor to Grinswick by the current of night, and there in the cellar of the Candle Grove Inn, along with the recently a white Italian, they eagerly awaited you. The portal that brought you down here was Harkor's doing, says Windor, stirring your memory of the shadowy door through which you tumbled before waking in the inn cellar. These wounds were long ago sealed off, and there's no conventional way in and out of them. Unless, perhaps, you're versed in gating, or particularly handle with a pick and shovel. This place affords us, at least for now, the rare luxury of secrecy. Because there's no way that any shadows, that any, any chain of shadows can reach here. You question your window further about Pritham and Iskadar, interested to learn more about the likely fate of your long-time fellow members of the Silver Crest. Window shies badly. Like you, like Trickhart before me, and doubtfully countless others, other souls whose minds never entertained even the hint of wickedness. They were under the dark black spell of the dragon. He says grimly, "I can only tell you that Morak's spell." has held sway over track, man whose mind and resolve were most formidable for centuries without abating. For the foreseeable future, as much as it saddens me, Prithrin and Eskadar must no longer be considered allies. They are, they are at this moment, without exaggeration, two of our most dangerous foes. No. Akra tells you that he, like Wundor, has left Led to Talon, was led to Talon's in search of Nero, hoping that the master of shadow magic would provide counsel, or indeed reunite with his old comrades in the face of Morax's reemergence. We were led here inexplicably to the bitter stud in Grimswick, and we at last we at last behold our mysterious, the prescribed destinations a pile of ash. We feared the worst. The millions of blacks should prove to be one step ahead of us again. The mask saw how he and Windor looted at the bitter stack, and your pulse quickened when he told you of the sudden appearance of a street urchin in Tartarus, who seems to know much of the affair. Lane exchanged knowing, knowing glance with you, and the two of you were late to Windor and Hakia, how you presumably met the same lad, waiter Tartarus. Yes, we met. We met the boy again, a mysterious ally as we've come to know him, just outside the ruins of the alehouse's window. And that is how we ended up here, in the cellar of the inn. I expect very, thanks you very much again to lay eyes on my dear old friend here. I need not tell, tell you of my display when, after gating ourselves here, we found the cellar empty. Empty, that is. Safe for this. Wundor produces a thin book with a worn leather cover. An ornate but, but tarnished brass claps holds the book close. 
was sitting on a table with your wife, says Harkin, waving his hand in the direction of the book the window promptly hands to you. We've been able to open it, which is why your safety arrival was interpretive. All our efforts seem to lead up to this moment. I believe the cover alone may give you a start. You stare down in disbelief at the book. The window was placed in your hand. Stitch with silvery thread in the exact centre of the worn leather cover. It's your name. A powerful disorientation washes over you as you grasp the leather-bound book. With a shrill snap, the leather clasp which holds this book closed suddenly springs open and the lurid yellow light spills out of the tome, washing over you and filling the chamber with an eerie glow that quickly fades. In the wake, in the wake of the glow, your disorientation lessens and you're surprised to discover the book is actually a cleverly disguised box now lying open before you. Resting in the bottom of the shadow box is a large black gem attached to a leather, leather strap. You're about to reach in and take hold of the strange but magnificent art object when a small voice from the corner of the room startles everyone in the chamber. I am here. Who's here? I hope it's I hope it's Nerith, because if it's Miraxa, that's that's bad news. That is bad news. Or Treyok. Treyok. I mean, th those are the only three who could possibly be here. I hope it's Nerith, but let me Nerith. Your head whips in the direction of the voice. You are startled to see the young lad who predicted your future, the Pheasant Festival of Husband and who later drove the wagon that helped you and Helene escape from the agents of Maraxa. The, the shock looks adorning the faces of Windor and Haki, I tell you, they are they're staring at the same street merchant who spoke of having met in Tyrannus, who pointed them to Grimswick, and ultimately showed them to this very place. I am here, repeats the sandy cat well I dare say, as none of you expected to find me, I pray that you will listen to the task I must impart to you. My time grows short, for, and for the task that lies before you, you shall most certainly need my guidance. Yes, I am here, and you who know, know, and have known, I who you know and who have known admireth, but I am not long for this world. The pity is, for a shadow falls upon it, and no other has. And you only wish against the frailty of my ebbing health that I was strong enough to act with you. I am not. So upon your shoulders it must fall, and there it shall rest. The lad steps forward. As he does so, a rapid transformation comes over him. His form stretches as if a small, tall, slender adult with sandy docks turned black and grey lengthened to splash down his broad and shoulders. His face, which only moments ago bore the bright rehued viscerophy of youth, is now creased and pale, and his tunic and breeches have been replaced by a black robe, drawn in about his waist by a plain piece of rope. Master! cries Elaine, her voice betraying her relief. She once again lays eyes upon her cherished benches. Window and Hackler do not vocalise their senses. The ethereal they are, no less moved by the transformation and the appearance of the familiar figure. Magic prolongs, shadow magic prolongs the most of all, says Neath. Yet there is an end to all things, and my end is at hand. Be not be honest to say that I do not look forward to the coming west, because I have been these past many centuries, and deafening at times are the whispers that at every breaking moment for my path. Sure, certainly cannot pass this window incredibly. There's just something we can we can do. You have but to name it. Silence! Roars Gwyrith, his voice sounding more like the bellow of some enraged beast than that of the frail human mage who by his own admission rests on the doorstep of death. I am to pass out of this world like all those before and all those after me. This is pure insolence to think otherwise. 
you will listen and do as I say. There is much you need to know, and there is less time than I would otherwise wish to impart it to you. Neoeth extends his left hand, and a band of shadow slips away from the nearest table leg and falls into a tall, gnarled staff upon which he leans heavily. First time you notice his breathing is shallow and somewhat irregular. You sense that he has not exaggerated his dire condition. Do not think that by Nero passing and the return of Moraxa a singular lens, for one is very much connected with the, uh, with the other, he says. The dragon's mastery of shadow magic easily rivals my own. For the sake of retaining hope, I resist granting an imagined superiority in it. My new passing is without a doubt known to him, and he has seized the opportunity he presents to put into action his foul plans. I have not been idle these past centuries. Indeed, I have checked him at every move. Eventually, foresit. Saw fit to rest his larger schemes on the chance that will one day no longer threaten his dark enterprise. That day arrives, and we see the budding of the fruits of his infernal patience. Nerf pauses and takes several deep, laboured breaths. My time is short. Allow me to be brief on this point. Maraxa seeks the rule of all that he views as his domain. His agents populate the courts of every monarch across the North Broadlands, and the time draws near when his power will be such that he will act through them, using his mastery of mind control to form the very thoughts that will issue his spoken words from the mouths of generals, knights, lords, thanes, kings, and queens and kings. I need not tell you the dark age that commenced following such a secretive and widespread usurpation be no less than the unravelling of all we have known. Oh dear, this it's just, it's just too big! It's too big! Maxa ah. is not yet prepared to strike, says Nerath, answering the question that's likely on the minds of everyone in the room. Wishes to gather his power more quickly now with the onset of my demise, and in one fell swoop bring to fruition his wicked designs. His delay gives us a sliver of hope, for my two hundred year search for the Argonor only last month reached a successful conclusion. I had hoped to retrieve the artifact myself, but such a task is beyond me now. You learn that the Eye of Arganor is a large enchanted emerald which Nerys believes has the power to counteract and spell mind-altering magic. The Eye, he tells you, appears in several ancient legends, but has been lost for the last two thousand years. In the depths of the Nivrus, I chanced upon a clue that took me nearly took, that took me fifty years to trace. My search led me to the edge of a fiery well, and to the gates of the hall of a great king of fire. There, somewhere in these flaming passages, lies the eye of Argonor. Perhaps the last chance we have to send to ruin the plans of the Shadow Dragon. Master Sislaim, what hope have we if you are not with us? Without your power to wire his own, you would have nothing left to fear. Crushes first, can you we not? There, interrupts Zerif, pointing with his frail hand the black gem on the leather strand at the bottom of the box on the table. Perhaps you do not recognise the item, though only ever a handful of them. It is a stone of conveyance. The one thing that sets my, my mind at ease as my departure becomes intimate. Zoop, take hold of the stone. Heeding the words of the ancient master of shadow magic, you reach into the box and close your hand around the large gem. Almost instantly, your mind is filled with countless unfavorable images that sail in rapid succession. Your head echoes with the roaring hiss of a thousand whispers. You have acquired the power of shadow magic. Your current level of mastery is ten. Apprentice and sixteen thousand 
348 experience to shadow magic. Part of my mastery of shadow magic is now postponed upon you, Soup. I hope you will find the shadows accommodating as I have these past many centuries. You certainly come to know them, as I fear you must. Neoth explains that along with his knowledge of shadow magic, the stone of conveyances are passed upon you, a window into his own spirit, which he hopes to be able to aid you as best he can, even when he is no longer among the living. There is no other course that will suffice, he says, looking in turn at everyone present. The eye of Ongenor must be found, and its power must be used to dispel the magic of Moraxa that casts its shadow over so much. That is my magic at its disposal. Even the mighty Moraxa, powerful as he would make, is after all only a dragon. Didn't we once say that, Window? Yes, yes we did, smart Window. They're all only dragons. Axel laughs nervously, and Lane's brow furrows as she smirks. The sombre mood that has hung over the meeting is momentarily lifted. You sense that a great weight has been lifted from the very soul, off the very soul of the ancient shadow mage. For all the magic I have summoned is wielded, I have but one task left to undertake, says Nero. I shall again open a gate into that fiery realm of which you spoke. There, into the halls of the great fire king, you, Zoop, must venture alone. No more than one may hope to pass through the portal I have craft. With what remains of my depleted power, Nero tells you that you are to locate and retrieve the Eye of Argonor, and return as swiftly as you can. You will need to make haste upon your return. Through the sh shadows, Muraxa will learn of your conquest and will know of your newfound weapon. He will move swiftly and with great force to crush any preemptive strike at the heart of his plans. Our plans? inquires Axa. Do you mean to say that you will still be here? I will reserve what strength and potency I have left to appear. To reappear upon the return of soup, replies Nerf. We shall then attempt to strike at the weakest link in the dragon's formidable chain of power. By the hand of the old father, may it prove to be the undoing of his wicked game. Nereth looks at each of you in turn and bows before taking two steps back towards the corner of the chamber. You watch with great fascination as the frail black robe shadow may rapidly transforms once again into a sandy-haired youth. Their spirit seems to bear knowledge of the oppressive weight that hangs heavy upon the west of you. With a quick nod, the young lad shimmers brightly and vanishes. Well, that was certainly something, his window lay nods. Where is this portal into this realm of fire? asked Hannah's frankness fans. It's all very well and good. Master Neil of has plans. It all seems cryptic and certainly if if I were to make make an assertion it would be that the la the loud crackle intense heat a bright orange glow of a roaring fire suddenly filled the room. The four of you turn and stare in silence at the tall arch of flame burning away against the stone wall. Between the burning columns swirls an inky vortex. Well then there we have it, says Harkerwell. That finishes this scenario with another 256 experience to general. Okay, so next time we're going to go into that realm of fire and retrieve the Eye of Argamor. But first, I've got a lot of shadow magic experience to I've got to level up that shadow magic, but there's a place I can go so I can level it up even more. Yeah, it's gone to the blue door. Stored experience. I've just gained 15, 
15,496 experience to Shadow Magic. So with those two, let's just see how high I can get it. I'm going for level 60. Yeah, I'm leveling it up. Level 20. Level 30. Yep, here it goes. It keeps going higher and higher. Not even 40. Right. Yep, it's still not good. 50. 55. 60. Ooh. 65. Okay, 65, and I've used up all the Pacific XP. Yeah, that that should that'll be enough for the quests. Well, it'll have to be, because all the Pacific XP is gone. So if I want to train it anymore, I'm going to have to use my general XP, and I'm keeping that for reasons. Mainly because I just like having that number be bigger. But anyway, so that prepares us for well for going into the realm of into the fiery realm to retrieve the eye of Argamor, then use it to break the mind control that Moraxa has on many people. Probably the number one target would be Trelock, because. He's definitely the, his mightiest minion. Yes, but that will be next time. Until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.